0: Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Mark G. Richardson's Remodeling Mastery. This series is brought to you by Surefire Local. Everything has a beginning, middle and end. How you approach the end is a determining factor to your whole success and meeting your goals. Take a listen in and see if you are setting your business up for end of year success. Over to you, Mark.
1: Hi, I'm Mark Richardson and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to help you take your business to the next level. What I try to do is take different topics, topics that are relevant to what's happening in the industry, but what I'm also seeing from some of the best of the best remodeling companies out there as I travel around the country and really give you a little bit of those tips and insights to really help you. There's also topics that are really timely at different times of the year. You know, in an earlier podcast, I talked about the predictions for 2019. Today, I want to talk about a topic that is really focused more on finishing out 2018, not just looking out to the future. This particular podcast series is supported by NARI, the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, as well as Professional Remodeler, a leading publication in the remodeling industry. It's also produced by Surefire Local, a digital marketing organization. So the topic I want to get into today is really focused on the final leg, the final leg of 2018. Now, needless to say, every year, every game, every book has a beginning, middle, and end to it. So this is not necessarily a unique element in that we have a final leg to 2018, However, just like in other elements of life, how you approach the final leg is oftentimes the difference between having a winning season or a good or okay season. It's the difference between really achieving, I think, the goals versus falling a little bit short. In working and advising with different companies, I really encourage really having a little bit different strategy in the last couple months of the year, which is certainly ahead of us now. And what I'm going to do today is talk a little bit about the dynamics, how to think about this topic, and potentially how to weave it into some of your meetings and how to get the team rallied rallied behind it. So... As you think about this subject, I think it's important to try to draw parallels to other, I think, walks of life. You know, in a football game, for example, and certainly being the football season, it's appropriate, you know, we have really four quarters in the game. And the reality is a coach, especially at a professional level, spends a tremendous amount of time working with the players, working with the other coaches on how they want to approach the year. Think of that almost like it's positioning yourself for the, the new year. It's creating a plan, a budget for the new year. Well, just like in a football game, you come out of the gate and you have a defense, you have opponents, you have kind of an environment that you're working against. And sometimes it's easier or more difficult, but the reality is as you're marching through the game, you have uh, scores or points that you're putting on the board that you're either ahead or behind. Matter of fact, one exercise that I encourage, I think, business to do at different times of the year is to ask the leadership team or some of the team members, if we're playing football and the world is the opponent and we're who we are, what is our score? What is that score in the game today? And it's a great discussion not only to have fun, but also to see how aligned in terms of how people's perspective are. So what is your score for the year? Here we are, you know, literally in the fourth quarter of the year and we're in the final leg. What's the score of the game in your perspective? And as I said, as you draw that parallel, it really helps you to understand the topic a little bit more. But going back to football again for a moment, you have the beginning of the game where you have a game plan, and you go into it, and I think most professional football teams, they kind of follow that game plan at least through the first quarter and certainly well into the second. Once you get to halftime, just like in a business year, just like in in a race, you've got to kind of say, time out, we've got an opportunity to regroup. Now, in an earlier podcast, I talked about how to approach your business in terms of a halftime kind of relationship. But in this case, we're talking about final leg. But in a football game, you do have halftime. Now, the reality is because the game is happening fairly quickly, you don't have many, many hours to prepare. You've got literally minutes to adjust your course in terms of how you're going to approach the third and fourth quarter. You come out of the gate with those adjustments in place, and then you dive into the third and fourth quarter appropriately. Now, as you're marching along in the third quarter, you get into the beginning of the fourth quarter, you still have enough time in a football game to really make, I think, pretty significant increases. So most companies, most football teams, they don't necessarily abandon their halftime game plan at the beginning of the fourth quarter, but as you move, you start to watch the clock. And as you get down to... Six minutes, five minutes, four minutes in the game, you really get down to that kind of final leg. Now, all of a sudden, you not only need to look at things a little differently, you need to also prioritize how you 're going to approach the final leg of the game now i don 't want to get off on too many analogies and metaphors as it relates to to sports, but I do think it is relevant to your business and how you approach things it 's relevant to your business in that uh, you know other areas whether it's football or whether it's cycling or whether it's running a marathon there's usually a beginning middle and end and in the beginning i think you're establishing i think you're your positioning Again, in business or in a race, in the middle, that's where you're doing kind of the hard work, but you're pacing yourself so you don't burn out. And then generally speaking, in a race or certainly in a football game, in that last bit, that last leg, so to speak, that's when you really empty the tank. That's when you really push. And as I said, in business, that's oftentimes the difference between having a good year or a great year is how you empty that tank. Now, a lot of people I think I talk to in business, they don't necessarily look at it that way, but I do encourage you to do it because this is, again, going to be the difference between a more profitable or potentially less profitable year. So the reality is, why am I talking about some of this stuff? I mean, these are times that you're very busy, but not necessarily the most successful that you've been in previous years. If you take a look at kind of the environment and some of the kind of stars and planets out there, we still see appreciation being relatively solid. Interest rates, while they're creeping up, the interest rates are still, you know, in a relatively good place for remodeling. We see certainly unemployment being continues to be very good. And again, kind of a double-edged sword, as I'll talk about in a minute. But at least as it relates to your client, unemployment really gives them a little bit more confidence that they'll have a job and be able to pay for these projects in the future. The stock market, while this year we've seen a little bit of ups and downs, for the most part, there is this wealth effect, and we continue to see. So overall, I think consumer confidence, even in the crazy environment, politically and otherwise, we're experiencing, I think the overall, I think, vibe as it relates to homeowners and their opportunity to do serious remodeling continues to be the case. Now, that doesn't mean that we're void of challenges. These challenges out there, a few of the key ones that I'm seeing, One is this labor crisis or this labor shortage that's out there. You know, companies are spending so much more time and energy, and those companies that have really become more of a magnet for the talent and change some of their strategies in terms of how to bring on labor is really being more of a marketing exercise, not necessarily typical recruitment exercise, are having a little bit of success. But it continues to be very much of a challenge you know i 've written about quite a bit this cost crisis or remodeling cost crisis to your clients that continues to be of real concern when I look back literally twelve months ago we 've seen projects in, in homeowners' case go, going up fifteen to twenty five percent for a lot of the the major projects now again there 's a lot of reasons for that, but i don 't think a lot of people really appreciate you cannot sustain having twenty five percent or 15 to 25% increase in remodeling costs year after year. Now, in an earlier podcast where I talked about 2019 predictions, I was anticipating that we're going to continue to see some cost increases, but hopefully they'll flatten out in 2019. But it is a concern, it is a challenge because what it's doing in terms of you're you're seeing less Projects proceed. Clients are out there and the phone is ringing, but they're not necessarily all proceeding at the same conversion rates that they were before. And then the third element, I think, that is a little less tangible, but absolutely is real. And that's the speed of which things are happening is so much faster, so much faster than it was back uh, twenty thirty years ago, you know, twenty thirty years ago, we had five or ten years to adjust to the different changes in terms of the client changes, in terms of the marketplace, in terms of the environment and the economy and all that. We had some time to adjust. Where today, based on everything I'm seeing, in large part because of the changes in technology, which is changing a lot of the buying beha- behaviors of the homeowner, is that we literally only have uh. Uh, 12 months to adjust to change, not necessarily several years. So that speed, I think, has not only created a level of busyness and spin out there, but it's also made, I think, the levels of risk in terms of levels of change so much greater. So How do you really start thinking about the final leg in terms of 2018? The first thing I would encourage as far as a tip is literally it's going to take a little bit of your time to start thinking about this. You know, one of the things that I see out there and working with leaders and businesses that they're not spending enough time thinking. They're not spending enough time focusing on the planning and the thinking about how do I approach different kind of situations. So the first thing I would encourage as we think about the final leg of 2018 is carve out literally an hour or two for yourself. And whether that's on the weekends or whether it's during the day, it doesn't really matter, but you have to have really deep kind of thought as it relates to kind of the final leg of the year. And when you carve out that amount of time, you're going to map out the number of weeks, you're going to look at the calendar a little bit, you're going to try to de- drill into some of the issues. Now, what I encourage is as you think about kind of this final leg, start to think about and take some inventory of the short, medium, and long term things in terms of what's happened in 2018. Go back to the original budgets, the original plans. Where did you make it? Where did you fall short? We have enough time, again, to put points on the board. Can you, if not anything else, move some of those things forward so as you roll into the new year, some of those initiatives and programs are at least more in place than they were before? After you've really taken the time, then what you want to do is start to rally, I think, others on this topic. Assemble your leadership team and really start to talk about and formulate, you know, what can be done, what kind of realistic goals can you have in terms of the final leg of the year. Now, what I generally recommend for most leaders, most businesses out there, try to reduce the number of top, top priorities to three. So as you think about the last two months, try to articulate three top priorities, three top priorities that you want to try to accomplish in the balance of this year. Now, everybody's priorities are going to be a little bit different, but you want to really have these, pro- these priorities really be meaningful. And these, these priorities really are the ones that really touch and affect the overall success of the business, but also many others can contribute, not just yourself. So for example, what are some of the top priorities of what I'm seeing out there? Let's just say for kicks that you're a little bit short on the sales. Well, make maybe one of the top priorities is to sell or get projects lined up and booked between now and and January one. What you want to do is hit or exceed your original sales projection. That might be one top priority. Now, you're doing this for lots of reasons. Number one, you're positioning yourself for next year, having a little bit more backlog in terms of sales. But you're also doing this also because it gives you pride to achieve the goals that you set out to do you know especially when it comes to your team they want leadership to not only create goals and have particular kind of vision of where you're heading but they also want to see that under your leadership or under your kind of wing uh, you're able to accomplish it I mean you look at the greatest head coaches out there it's not ne- necessarily how they just interacted with their people it's whether they predicted and whether they won the game and got into the playoffs or certainly the, the Super Bowl so the Those kind of wins are really important, not just in terms of putting points up on the board and certainly having profitability in your business, but it's also important in terms of your pride. The second priority might be cash. If you're taking a look at your cash position, you might say, okay, what we want to do is really work hard at kind of filling the coffers and having a little bit more cash in the balance of this year. And again, cash, for example, I think is very much a team sport in that you've got to really deputize and enlist everyone involved in trying to fill the coffers, so to speak. So at least when you hit kind of the maybe a little bit more the quieter times at the first of the year, but you also have a cash position that you're able to make decisions based on the right business decisions and now how much is in your checking account. Another type, top priority might be hiring. It might be one or two or three different team members that you need to have on your team. So between now and the end of the year, you've got to be aggressive, but you've got to be realistic. It may be that you just have the candidates lined up so that you're able to, in the first quarter of 2019, bring these people in place. But people are your greatest assets, and I think it could be that your top priority is moving forward in terms of that, that asset. Another thing might be finishing some challenging or finishing some big projects. You know, I think projects tend to create their own life in terms of timing. So one of your top priorities, if you have two or three big projects that you really want to get not only done, but put a big bow around it and have it so your position and it's not dragging into the next year, that might be a top priority. It also might be a top priority in terms of some of the marketing efforts. It might be launching a new website or having a major refresh in terms of what you're doing in terms of some of your marketing strategies and your social media. I mean, oftentimes, business keep pushing, pushing things off, pushing things off. So again, in the final leg, you might say that is, in fact, one of our top priorities. Another top priority that you might articulate for you and your team is, is positioning yourself solidly for two thousand eight nineteen. Now, this might have a lot of different kind of legs to it, but I think it's very, very important to be able to have that in place. Now, why does this kind of become important to you. Number one, as I said before, you want to have the pride of achieving you know, your goals, hitting marks. So if you're at kind of a B year, work real hard to get to a B plus, And I think that's, that's going to be important for you. The second is, I think it's going to be real important, I think, to have a good end to this year, because it will have an influence in terms of how next year is. You know, you don't want to go into next year in kind of a catch-up mode. You want to go into it solidly with clear thinking and, and clear plan in place. The other element, which again, I I highlighted earlier, and that is this is really very much a rallying cry. You know, I think getting your team lined up and really rallying and kind of turn up the energy for the end of the year, I think really makes a big, big difference. And it's really up to you, the leadership and the rest of the team members to get there. They too will not only feel the pride, but it's also an opportunity, I think, to get some momentum as you move into the new year. So when you look at all the stars and planets out there, you know, 2019, while there may be some, a little bit of speed bumps and a little bit of challenges out there, I think for the most part, we're expecting a pretty solid year. But I would think just as important as having a solid year next year is also position yourself to have a very good, solid final leg of this year. So I hope at least that, if not anything else, by listening to this podcast and listening to this few little bit of words of wisdom here, that's really inspired you to take a little bit of time to focus on this. Don't treat the end of the race, the last two-minute warning, the same as you do the the, uh, the beginning of the game. You know, it is different. It's the difference between winning and losing. So again, I want to thank those that certainly support this. Neri, the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, wonderful organization, and thank you again for supporting this and all the members that you have out there. But also I want to thank my friends at Professional Remodeler. You know, they've not only given me a chance to have a little bit more of a voice, certainly with this podcast as well as with my writings, but also their commit commitment and their team's commitment to be able to take your game to the next level. Is really greater than ever when you really read some of the columns and articles. Their their commitment to focus a little bit more on leading edge kind of thinking as opposed to kind of looking in the rearview mirror. I think is much greater. And then also for the folks that produce this podcast, sure, Surefire Local, you know, I encourage you. you know, digital marketing needs to be an integral part of your thinking. I think at least having some conversations with digital marketing folks, I think, are a good way to position yourself. For the future so again i want to thank everybody for listening and i look forward to speaking to you again
0: thank you mark you just listened to episode 108 of mark g richardson's Remali mastery brought to you by surefire local i hope you were able to take away some of the top points to making your end of year goals reachable are you close to reaching your end of year goals we want to know email marketing at surefirelocal.com to give us the details. We'd love to help you take those and put them towards 2019 so you can get a head start. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next time.